I'd like to start the show, if I may, by talking about a story which you may have missed over the weekend with all of the news of surrounding the Duke of Edinburgh, and it's, it's the very sad loss of Big Brother star Nicky Graham, who's died at the age of just 38 years old. She'd been battling anorexia for more than 30 years, virtually her entire life, and her friends had set up a crowdfunding page to help pay for her treatment. There's been hundreds of people who go on Big Brother and you'll have forgotten most of them, but Nikki was definitely, she was one of the best characters in the house, wasn't she? She had some brilliant sayings. My favourite has got to be, who is she? Who is she? Maybe that will bring her back to your mind. And there, that was when another person entered the house and, and Nikki clearly didn't like, she didn't know, who is she? Who is this woman? Who is she? is very very funny absolute character and she went on to become um quite a celebrity on tv as well um because she was such a character she was tiny then on on big brother and she fought anorexia but i think it's important that we use this terribly sad news to throw some light on this issue of eating disorders which which are all too easily dismissed swept aside not talked about embarrassing don't talk about it but we must talk about these things so that we don't lose anybody else this way. 38 is no age. So I'd really like to hear from you about your experience or maybe that of a loved one in your family. You can be anonymous, if you like, absolutely fine. Whether it's been anorexia, bulimia, overeating, let me know how this has affected you, please. 0800 treble one forty forty one. I always say you talk, they listen, and someone might be listening and may get a lot of help out of what you have to say. Phoebe Webb is from Billericay. She's now in recovery, having had anorexia in the past. Thanks so much for your time, Phoebe. Welcome to the program. Tell me how anorexia has affected your life in the past, and can you ever be completely over it? Morning. Morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, so I developed anorexia as a teenager. There were definite um, indicators of, you know, issues around food from a really young age, probably around eight or nine. Um, but the anorexia really developed when I was 16 and it got bad pretty quickly at that point. It really snowballed. Um, it was in relation to other mental health problems I was having and I had experienced for years and it definitely wasn't about how I looked or anything. That's one of the biggest misconceptions about anorexia especially is that it's a pursuit of beauty or something and that could not be further from the truth. I mean, for me, it was about looking as unwell as I felt, if that makes sense. Um, I wanted, and I wanted to damage myself. It was pure, It was a you know a means of self-harm for me that went on for years and I think I imagine Nikki would have gone through a similar thing with you know you'd go through phases of doing better like you don't live with anorexia for 30 years and you know survive for that amount of time without having periods of wellness um but it really can you know come back with a vengeance even if you've been um doing better at times and that's sadly what must have happened to Nikki recently um, hence the need for treatment that she did not get which is absolutely tragic um, to, she must have been in such a bad way to have passed away and it was such an ongoing enduring illness for her and the ridiculous thing is she couldn't get treatment 
um, for free. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, she's been treated by the NHS before. And I'm not saying that she didn't. Um, she would have had a lot of treatment. But the fact at this point, she couldn't get inpatient treatment, um, which I was lucky enough to have on a few occasions, um, that definitely saved my life and saved the lives of many. Um, Nikki didn't have that opportunity. And hence why, you know, they were pleading with strangers to donate their money and so many people did and I know with her passing um, all the money donated to the GoFundMe is going to go towards eating disorder charities instead well that's really it, it is absolutely heartbreaking what sort of thoughts go through your mind what thought, sort of thoughts are there as you say it's not about what you look which surprises me because I, I i thought you had this sort of is it dysphobia that you, you see in the mirror something different to yourself i see someone slim i'm actually fat i've got to lose it but i i, I keep thinking I, I look the same as i did 10 15 years ago what what are the thoughts with someone of an anorexia is it is it the control what is it phoebe obviously i can't speak on behalf of everyone who suffers with it um control was definitely an element for me um in my teens because i suffered with ocd from a young age and that essentially became my whole life i spent all um all my time at home doing rituals which was very disruptive to me and my family and because i lost control to my ocd i um grabbed onto control through the eating disorder so although I wasn't doing it to look a certain way um, the weight loss was an achievement the restriction was an achievement and yeah it was something I could do for me um, and also yeah I struggled with self-harm and it was also a matter of punishing myself so these are all very common motivations to, for people with eating disorders but it can also be a way of controlling your emotions through under eating you can become quite apathetic you can also become so focused on food that you don't have to focus on anything else it can be a distraction from other trauma right crikey how, how does it feel as well when some people say and, and i heard this said about someone who i know so I'm, I'm not sort of quoting out of turn but um and their one of their loved ones said oh they're doing it for attention and that that hurt me because i actually thought oh, this is a, this is a cry this is a cry for help i don't know what to do but but this is just, no it's just attention and they'll get over it and you think well it can't be dealt like that can it this is disease thing is if someone's going to such lengths even if it is because they feel isolated or they feel abandoned if they go to these measures in order to get attention that's still really serious and we can't yeah. dismiss the fact that you know please give them the attention if that's what they need to get better um attention is not a bad thing we all need it mm, absolutely how are you now phoebe how are you I am in recovery. I've been in recovery for six years, um, just over actually. You know, it's quite a long, arduous process um, and I'm doing really well at the moment. I've had moments and, and, you know, phases in the last six years where it's been more tricky, where I've, you know, lapsed into restrictive behaviours and other compulsive behaviours around food. And that is to be expected because recovery isn't linear. It's not just, you know, a nice, you don't just go uphill. Um, there will be dips and that's the reality of it. And that's what I want to stress to people. But if you've 
progress and you relapse much like I have um, it doesn't negate all of the progress you made and all of the effort you put in it's really important experience and you can learn from it um, and I really wish Nikki had had the chance at you know recovery this time around because it sounded like according to her family she was really eager to kick this beast away um, especially after 30 years it's, I can't imagine going through it for 30 years um, and I'm really grateful that I got the treatment I did that even if it didn't cure me in my head um, it helped me physically and then you know stabilised me enough that I could then pursue recovery mentally and you've survived that and finally in light of what's happened to Nikki um, what do you think people should learn from this tragedy um, I think one of the biggest things is how hard it is to get um, eating disorder treatment um, under the NHS and I by no means am I bad mouthing the NHS I owe my life to it my dad owes his life to it um, but sadly you have to jump through such hoops and meet ridiculous requirements in order to qualify for eating disorder treatment and you know even with my history I went to a psychiatrist um, saying I'm struggling with my food again can I get help and I had a low BMI at this point and she still dismissed me and still considered you know it not to be a problem and let's think the vast majority of people with eating disorders aren't underweight anyway and yet you have to be um, extremely extremely low in weight and potentially have other um, physical complications in order to get treatment and by that point the eating disorder is really entrenched we need to be able to treat it early before people invest their whole lives in it before it becomes their identity before it gets that becomes their entire coping mechanism Phoebe Webb thank you very much indeed for talking to us from Billericay now in recovery having had an anorexia in the past and a really good um, speaker and really good conversation Phoebe I thank you very much indeed um, will that help you or your loved one will you be able to understand it a little bit